0: You're listening to another Mariner's Podcast, by the fans and for the fans, with news and views on the Clareton Blues. Garno and man, have a listen. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Mariner's Podcast. Myself, Chris May, is joined by Ronnie Pete. So much water has gone under the Bamba Bridge, as they say, <laughs> since the last time I got round a table with, with Andy Morris, Ronnie. Um, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Mate. Long time no see round the table, but we've we've commentated a little bit. We've I have, yeah. Been alright. It has good crack. Not many goals to commentate on, though. No, but uh, good,
1: good, enjoyable uh, away days.
0: Ah, uh, particularly if we win. Yes. And you had that opportunity with Jeff the other week down at, uh, Matlock, yeah. at Matlock, which oh, was a tremendous good, day. Yes. Yeah. Good, great match as well. Um. There's been a lot of football played since the last time we sat round the table. Um, October has been a bump a month in terms of games played, and it just continued where it left off, really in terms of league form with wins over uh, Warrington and and Lancaster. Um, And then came that infamous blip at the beginning of October, um, Mm. where we kind of just hit hit the buffers as it were. Um, I mean we commentated at Nantwich we commentated at Bamba Bridge um, going into the Nantwich game I think there was no doubt in the fact that it was going to be a tough one mm-hmm. they're good at home mm-hmm. we'd come back off, off you know, two good wins we were in a good place but you just got the feeling that it was going to be a tight one from the off um, yeah they, they played us really well it was an
1: interesting tactic that they had, where it's kind of like, what did you say, two banks of five?
0: Two banks of five, yeah. They played um, they played one, if you count the keeper, they played one, five, five.
1: One, five, five. And they gave us something to think about. And the, obviously the manager was away. Yeah, it was It was unwell. Well, it wasn't, it was unwell. Um, so <sighs> I just think that since that game, we haven't been quite the same. I don't know if it was a confidence thing or... Because we couldn't break them down. But, you know, we had, I think we had 2 guilty chances as
0: well. Well, this has been my beef for a while, you know. Notwithstanding the fact that we lost, you know, um, we lost Will early on, who had a magnificent oh, yeah. impact yes. on the Tuesday night. When uh, he basically turned the game on its head. Um When he came on in the second half, I mean, Tumba Masanka made an impact when he came on. But then when Will came on, against Lancaster change just the changed the dynamic completely he did and rightly got a starting place on the Saturday and then within minutes he's been carried off on a stretcher and we haven't seen him since thankfully he's on the mend although his recoveries took a setback with a little uh, infection he's had and the wound isn't quite okay. healed right. but, um, but whether that knocked the, the lads a little bit during that game but my beef is the fact that throughout this season um, we've been so wasteful in front of goal, it's untrue. We have. Um, it's People, ugh, ugh, kind of, if you look at social media, you, you, you talk to people around the ground, a lot of people say, we have no plan B. We have no plan B. But to me, plan B is just stick the ball in the bloody net.
1: Plan A, B and C it has to end
0: up in the goal. Huh? Just, just stick the
1: ball in the net. But it's if weird. we
0: miss the chances, then it doesn't matter what plan um, you've got. I mean, I wasn't at the base for a game. I... Um, the, the only, kind of ho- only home game I've missed uh, in, in years and um, reading the comments that we were poor um, but it's all you know. It's all about interpretation I watched the highlights on the Sunday and I, I finished watching them thinking well we should have won 3-1 the first half there oh, was really? a flurry of chances goodness me so if, if you can put a game to bed it doesn't matter how you kind of play the next whatever minutes God, there's some of the chances running however we could put away. I know it's like
1: last season, and then and then it, the focus becomes on the um, on the defensive mistakes. Because last season, and probably the season before and the season before that, we'd be one two nil up, and then the defense might make a mistake, and it wasn't as, as critical mm-hmm. as it is now, because that's the that's where the points are lost. If one of the defenders are allowed to make mistakes, right, it's going to happen. Yeah. But like we said before, it it doesn't really matter unless you start to score goals. I mean, the last the last seven games, I think we scored two or three goals. Yeah. Up until the Sunderland game last night. Yeah. Like league, it's it puts the defense under huge huge pressure. If we're continually missing
0: chances. Um, and some of them that have been missed, I think, I think our wives will be able to pour in, I mean, <laughs> and they don't even play football. And some of the chances have been, I know, the, the 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 stead one against Basford, yeah. Campsister Camps Camps again. a few. Oh, there was one in particular, Darius missed sitter at Nantwich. Um, it, you know, the mistake John Shaw made last Saturday gets magnified for obvious reasons, but you know, the mistakes that we've made at the other end of the pitch are just as bad, just as bad. People talk about, you know, no plan B, we're we're too methodical, we do this, we do that, but actually it's successful because we create the chances. and We are putting them away the the four games earlier, which, you know... Yeah, but still, actually, if you look at it quite objectively, the chances were still being missed. So there's games there where we could have been more... um, Clinical, yeah, ruthless those games weren't the likes yeah. two one and two one Lancaster. If if you've got to be ruthless, now had we took the chances, I dare say we would be three six points clear at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. And the little things that people are having to moan about, and rightly so in some respect, you know, there wouldn't be even a topic of conversation because we would be right flying high at the top of the league. Um, and we're not we're not scoring a lot of goals from midfield
1: either? No like we used to um, that puts them pressure on the strikers so like no like I right. say if, if we're not scoring
0: goals it just puts pressure on but everyone like I don't want to sound like like an old man but when we played you know I remember playing football at a good level and the center forward literally hogged the 18-yard box. Yeah. And it was up to us to feed the centre-forward. And if you fed the centre-forward, chances are if you got the ball and you put the ball in the box, you had, it, you had a fair idea that seven, eight times out of ten, the centre-forward was going to put it away.
1: It's a different game now, isn't it? Because
0: they're expected to swat, sw- switch around the positions
1: mm. of the are playing three up front. You find uh, Darius on the right and on the left, and then they're swapping around all the time. So, in you know, if you look at Liverpool with pe- teams like Liverpool with uh, Salah, Marnie and Firmino, none of them are proper strikers. Yeah. but they could all score goals. Mm-hmm. So it's. A, I think, you know, we've got. It's difficult to, to to work it out, but maybe just having one person who's there in the middle at all times. Their job is to get into the box mm. whenever we're in the attack, and if they don't get there, they are getting a mouthful from the manager. At least there, you have one, that person with accountability; they know their job. Whereas if you've got three of them, and that neither of them get in the box, then it's three three to have a go at right. Mm-hmm. Which is where I think kind of Sam Hodgson comes into play here, because oh, he he is naturally wants to get into the box.
0: I mean. The impact you know, that Will made, and then the impact Sam made it against Morbeth, mm-hmm. um, that was a, a, a clinical finisher's yes. finish. Um, he knows where the goal is, and he proved it again last night against Sunderland. Um, he, he knows where that goal is. He, he, he tear-arsed uh, with Cedric for, for, the, yeah. for the first goal, mm-hmm. made about 80 yards. Because um, there's a hunger for goals, a hunger and, for- and, and you know it's, it's a bit of a cliché, but a striker's currency is goals. And the lad, uh, uh, he's had probably four chances, four he's- or five goal-scoring chances this season so far. And he's put three away. His goals per minute, ridiculous.
1: Is is very, very impressive, and you can see he's frustrated, but. Maybe it's time for a start because I think you're right The other strikers that we've got are really good players but I think they They appreciate some of the other parts of the game Other than goals like beating players mm. putting putting the ball in whereas he's just a one-track mind and I think in a position where you're,
0: where you're struggling for goals you want you want your most natural goal scorer on the pitch. It's a no brainer. When you've got a team like South Shields who likes to play football, mm-hmm. likes to, you know, play uh, a certain brand in between the, the banks and the transitions and side to side and get teams stretched and turned, chances are automatically going to be created. He's going to be there. And I said he's put three goals, he scored four. You know, he, yeah. he scored, actually scored four from I think probably five, six chances. He scored four, and yeah, we, we can't be too over. Um, kind of, we don't want to put all oh, our eggs in one basket and just put the pressure on a young lad like him, but of course, yeah, it looks like he can handle the pressure. You know, you yeah. know last night that he's finishing again, he was in just the right place at the right time. Defenders don't like him, and that has to be something
1: they know the he's always going to be there, mm-hmm. like when, when, when they're getting attacked because you've got a player like that, they know that they've always got to be concentrating, whereas when you've got that three kind of interchanging, there could be a time where none of them get into the box, like I said before. And as a defender, you're like, yeah, I'm happy with that. (laughs)
0: I can't do much outside the box. And the intensity as well against Sunderland, in the first 15 minutes, the intensity was was outstanding. I'm thinking, if we can replicate this on a Saturday, you know, this is this is what we need to be doing. I mean, Saturday gone. It was the, the ground was just was flat, wasn't it? Flat wasn't it? start, yeah. From the from the outset, yeah. And as as Graham pointed out in his pre-match interview, you can't always expect the fans to to raise the tempo. The play, it's up to the players mm-hmm. to raise the tempo to get the fans behind them to then raise the tempo again. Yes. And that's what Saturday needed. It did. It and did. and. Um, you know we, we look at Saturday's game against Buxton and um, we were very comfortable we never you know we we've, we've, we've mourned pitch side about our inability to defend set pieces but we defended well yeah and it really was a, a tale of I mean they missed a sitter in the first half um, but but tumbas miss uh, it, you know, when he hit the post, he went for power instead of just basement. Oh, goodness
1: me, you got to put them away. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the thing about Buxton is, we were saying when we were watching, their striker, their best player, mm-hmm. went off injured, and their best centre half went off injured, yeah. and their substitutes didn't look that good. So they were hanging on. Mm-hmm. So for us to not get any points at all out of that is. It's,
0: it's criminal. Yeah, it's a criminal accent. But, but particularly when and Graham mentioned it in his post-match interview 20-25 minutes in the you know, second half and I said to you I said to you these are there for the taking now well, I, these are there yeah, for yeah. the taking and why why don't why don't players actually feel that why I, I, I just don't get it um, but but when you, you knew as soon as you go onto social media on Saturday night it's going to kick off and it did um, and people asking about different people. That everyone is entitled to their own opinion. We are, you know, this is what this is about. But to me, Plan B is put the bloody ball in the net yeah. and get and, and and let's make games comfortable and let's di- let's dictate games um, and prove because because we are good enough. Yeah, we're, we're probably. Uh, I'd like to see a centre half come in. If, if, if yeah. I'm honest, mm-hmm. um, still think we're probably. Bit, you know, I was talking to uh, Jeff Dawson last night. We said, you know, most teams we come up against in the Northern Premier League, they've got a massive, massive unit at yes. centre half, and normally another one at centre forward. Now, without wanting to be defeatist, if we go back to the season that was null and voided, we had Gary Brown, yeah, and we had Sefton Gonzalez. Now, physical. When the pitches were difficult. In the January February time, you know we went we went to places like Lancaster, we went to Grantham, um, and we churned out wins. I'm not sure we're going to be able to do that yeah. this time around because Brownie, if you remember at FC United, Brownie had that um, centre forward in his back pocket. Um our, is it Owen yeah. Didn't get it. He didn't get a look in. Brownie had him in his back pocket, and I, I still, people might disagree with me when I say I really don't think still, we've a Gary Brown.
1: I don't think we have. I think I agree with you. I think in this league, you need options, and sometimes one of those options is just to get someone who's very experienced and tough, because you come up against some very tough centre forwards. Mm. Ironically. The biggest, toughest centre forward I've seen this season was Matlock. Mm-hmm. Matlock's—I oh, can't remember what he's called now. Uh, Liam Walsh, or something. But, big um, lad. But yeah, he's a very—he's a—he's a big lad, and we were worried about that because we thought it was just going to be like the Alamo, just just mm-hmm. throw everything into the box. But I think that's probably one of our best defensive mm-hmm. performances. Jack Bonham was was winning everything in the air. Yeah, um, it looked like Jack. Bonham had kind of announced himself, but I don't
0: think he's started since. He started um, last night, but that's, you know. In the league. Challenge, in the league.
1: But I, I agree, I think when it's, the problem with, you mentioned the uh, social media stuff, it feels a little bit like we're in a football purgatory, doesn't it? It's yeah. like we're just, and happiness is, is related directly to expectations. Yeah. And because, we know that, and we expect to get promoted. Any any track away from that is going to make people unhappy. And I think we're in this position where and I was thinking about this this morning. There's very little we can do as supporters in, in this purgatory state apart from really support the team. It's you know it's like we should have been promoted two times in a row. I mm-hmm. we don't like talking about it. It's not really the players' fault. It's not the manager's fault. It's it's. I get tempted to get kind of critical sometimes, but I think this is a special season where, if we're not careful, we could actually destroy our own season by putting too much pressure and being too critical of uh, of things when it
0: just slightly doesn't go right. All in all. Um, yeah think we could do with the centre half yeah um, you know we you could say we miss Phil Turnbull we, we, you know we can't look back I suppose but again I'll go back to what I said earlier just stick the ball in the net had we not been as wasteful had the, had the forwards done their jobs properly mm-hmm. and do what they paid to do mm-hmm. we would be t- three six points clear yeah. at the top of the league because if
1: we'd gone one up against Buxton there's no doubt we would have we would have won that game because they were they were dead on their feet and they just got a lucky the the John Shaw incident won. would never have happened
0: the incident wouldn't have occurred no, because yeah, the game would have been yeah, set yeah, up yeah, differently yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. know um, and I think if I remember right that stemmed from a short corner now oh yeah <laughs> these short corners you know, the Buxton goalkeeper was four foot three I know I, I, I mean Aaron Stevens last night against Sunderland you know. Again, some of those bigger Sunderland lads just looked like... Man, he was just dwarfed. You know, it was... And... Uh, Buxton's keeper is a good keeper. No doubt about it. But he's 4 foot out. You've got to You've put, got to put the ball in. And, I, I and don't understand. Nathan Lord put
1: some very good cross corners in just before mm-hmm. that, which caused a lot of trouble. Uh, it's... It's an interesting one because at Matlock... Uh, there was a few short corners that went disaster, disastrously wrong and I was kind of calling the commentary to not do any more <laughs> but then our goal came from a, <laughs> a short corner but however, I don't, uh, if I remember rightly, I think that the short corner itself didn't work first time but
0: I think we, we won the ball back. Mm. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't, see, if you, to me, if you're going to have a short corner, don't send as many defenders up You know, if you're going to send your big lads up and you take a short corner, I don't get the point, really, unless you know that it's going to be a short corner, control, knock, ball in. I don't understand that, but but we don't kind of, we kind of muck it up. You think about that corner against Buxton, it was low, because Blair
1: also ran across the field, and I thought that was just like a decoy run. Mm low passes the ball and it wasn't it was i would say it was a medium corner because <laughs> it was like 10 yards or something like yeah. and then he's obviously he's meant to put it in with his left foot but he he didn't he didn't miss the first man mm-hmm. when you do that you just that's it the whole, the whole team up, the pressure the, the, that's it the games the game's changing within within a second because you've got like all your players, most of your players, and
0: in the opposition box. Um, You mentioned Nathan Lowe, he's um, sent off last night, hopefully an appeal will go in because it was just ludicrous, but he's been in good form actually, he he, Mm. he looked flat, Um, he seemed a bit down in the dumps to me when he came back from injury, probably wasn't quite, obviously he wasn't 100% fit, Um, but in the warm up for the Morpeth game, I kind of knew he was going to have a big game because he has that glazed look in his eyes. Before the game, you you see he's he's in some sort of zone. And I knew, having watched him in the warm-up, that he was on for it and up for it that night, and it proved it. And he's been in good form since. Yes. Um, A little bit more like the Nathan Lowe we need, because really, you know, with such a young squad, he's still a young lad himself, but he's one of the older heads, really. uh, He's got a lot of experience at this level, I think,
1: I think with Nathan, I think he got his anger up as well against Mortbeth because just before that goal, I think someone, one of the, I think it was the other side, Sam Hodgson from Morbeth, stood on his foot and then there was all that Mm. kind of uh, antics going on by Mortbeth. I think he just kind of got his anger up. It was just like, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make a difference here. And that goal was tremendous. Um, Yeah.
0: Um, which we absolutely needed. When you consider, you know, that run we had of uh, the Nantwich game, which was a decent point away from home, but it should have been three. Yes. We then go to Bamba Bridge, which was—I mean—we're not, we're not going to go into this too much because it was that first forty-five minutes was probably as bad as I've ever seen a Shield's team play ever. And I'm going back thirty years here, thirty-five years. Um, we were looking on to be five down half time. It was he just, it. I, th- I thought like, it was like square pegs in round holes a little yes. bit. You had Darius and um, Callum Stead on the bench. Yeah. You had The idea was for Tumba Masanta to play because it was his last game before suspension. Yeah, yeah. Go and run your backside mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he didn't want to know. No. He just wasn't Terrible
1: there. Terrible performance, yeah.
0: It was horrific.
1: And then John Shaw up front didn't work. Didn't work. And then you got Briggs, at the back. our midfield creator, playing... Right centre back against that Sinclair Smith, yeah. who's lightning, yeah, um, and like obviously it didn't go well. The one, the one thing about this though is I think Miles Bony has been, f- like absolutely brilliant this season.
0: Well, he's had to be. Time's he's been, been dominating. I mean, well actually, last night if you look at you know, poor I would say poor Aaron seems because he's obviously he, it was his chance last night, and his distribution wasn't great. Mm. Under pressure a little bit, good shot stopping, yeah. But you could see the difference between having a booming goalkeeper, a yeah, yeah, yeah. big booming voice goalkeeper like yeah. Miles Bony dominating everything. It's been brilliant this season. And then you have Aaron, who's just two different goalkeepers. Um, and unfortunately, in the league we're in, we're going to need a goal. You know, we need a goalkeeper like like Miles. Yes. Um, although, ironically. Top of the league to, well, Buxton who were not quite top of the league, yeah, but their goalkeeper, as I say, is like I say what, five foot eight, um, if I'm being serious. Um, so it's not the be all and end all, but Miles is miles ahead of a lot of keepers in oh, in the league. Superb. Um, but that that blip it just goes to show how football how quickly football can turn because that, that three match spell mm. was then quickly put aside by beating Mortworth at home in front of a you know. A packed crowd and great atmospheres and then to go to the league leaders and win away from home um you think well that's it you know we've finally turned this corner and then but it, so it's so really notwithstanding the more with victory the home form the home form has been very patchy to say the least lackluster at times again take your chances you win the games but it's the perception and last night against Sunderland, that opening salvo—you um, know—if if it had been a lead game with two thousand two hundred in the ground, and you put on an opening spell like that, game over. You get the crowd in, don't you? Of course you? you do. It's game over. Um, but that—and that's the type of intensity that I'm looking for. I'm looking for that. That's how you lift your crowd. Um, yes. I,
1: uh, you know, chances, but then putting one of those chances away which Sam Hudson crowd, did yeah, gets the crowd up for it mm-hmm. and you, you just ride, ride, ride on that wave as a player of course you do it just seems a little bit impotent at the moment um, it's yeah it's a I think we've had some pretty um, bad injuries and not, not, not in terms of we've had some quite bad injuries but key people yeah. injured like the, our two full backs
0: well, I would defy any team to have, you know, arguably the best full-back pair in, in any league. Yeah. If you, if you, see, if you took um, Robertson and... Alexander-Arnold. Um, Alexander-Arnold, Alexandre- Liverpool's team, yeah. and if you think about when it shows he had an injury, so you take Van Dijk out, what you're left with, you know, it, it, we, have to, we, have to be, we have to be sensible and realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think
1: the, the, the what I've noticed as well is, it it this standard in the, at this league with the physicality. Whenever we don't have Callum Ross, Nathan Law, and Briggs in the mid, middle of midfield. Sometimes we end up putting Connor T in there, Will McGowan, in Will McGowan and Jenkins. Jenkins, by the way, is when he comes in, he he has been physically. Good <clears throat> but there's other players that get in there that just make us look, look a little bit lightweight in the yeah. middle um so hopefully with us not having to play two games a week mm. hopefully those injuries will start to subside and then we can start to play a more consistent team because it's very rare we we play like the same eleven week in week out and I think that's the the one thing that this league is consistent about is the inconsistency of the, of the results. Yeah. So if you can get a consistent like
0: 13, shall we say, 13, 14, maybe that's the recipe. Yeah. Maybe. Because of course, you know, Conor T has been good. There's no doubt about it. Been, you know, very lively. Will McGowan, I like Will a lot. Very talented kid. Um, but... Um, the physical side of it, as you say, that probably they're still probably maturing physically, I guess, and which is where Callum Ross, Robert Briggs, Nathan Law, yeah, you know, and that allows someone like T or Will McGowan or Blair Rossiter to to kind of flourish because they know they've got that backup. Yes, and, and and you know we're just I think in some respects unlucky. If you think of the timing of Blair's injury, Jordan's yeah. injury, and the nature of it, Will's injury—just uh, as he was coming down—it's you know, it's ridiculous at times. Um,
1: yet, when well, the manager's missing for two. I yeah, mean, I think I think yeah, that was a massive. Not being there,
0: that was huge. Was I don't was think I don't think people hard. can. I don't think it can be underestimated or overestimated, whichever way you want to look at it. Just how much of a difference that makes. Yeah. Um, a lot of there's a lot of stuff being said in social media about pressure and Fenton's pressure. I I, I just think he's I think he's the right man for the job. I, I don't think there's anybody out there who could do a, as good a job as him at present. And um with the tools that he's got at his disposal, um I don't think he can do any more. Again, I'll go back say it again, I'm like a broken bloody record put the ball in the net and we wouldn't be even having any halfway, any of these conversations Yeah, no doubt about it and um, to be where we are we're second um, second in the table to, you, you'd expect Matlock and Buxton to drop some points and we just have to be there yes. to, to, to to make it count and, and take advantage
1: of that um, I think what this <clears throat> you know what they say the old cliche is you gotta worry when you're not creating chances. Oh, I hate that, <laughs> Ronnie man. But no, man. Because, but then you've got the choice. We are creating chances, right? Mm-hmm. Just gotta have the players to put them away. So we've got Hodgson, who we've talked about. I think the chances are falling to the wrong people at the minute. Like Kempster. Kempster's not a goal scorer. He's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. But because he's playing, because of injuries, and. Uh, the fact that we've got to play a different team every week he's uh, he's playing part of the front three and he's he's doing well to get in those positions but he's not a goal scorer he needs to be playing a third deeper I think Mm. maybe putting the crosses in which I think is his stuff but if you get Hodgson on those chances and then obviously we've got uh, Cedric Main Mm. Uh, you you know it could be a different story in the next couple of weeks
0: I mean, the, the acquisition of Cedric Main is timely. See, Callum Stead was return, You know, went back to Hitchin. Didn't quite work out for him. A little no. bit lightweight. I Means banging the goals in down there. But I'm assuming that um, the league that Hitchin play in, the Southern League, mustn't be anywhere near as physical as the Northern Premier. Yeah, I, think. I think he was
1: like, a, I think he was a shy kind of lad, and he was up here by himself. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not, a, it's a tough not one. easy for for. Because at the end of the day, they're all quite young lads, mm-hmm. and he probably struggled because he's, you know, he's, he's out. He's probably living in a house with people he's he's not met before, and I think it's it's tough for someone coming up that doesn't have that many connections. That's
0: right. It happened with Jordan and Nia, didn't it, when he came from yeah, Cornwall? Yeah, yeah. But Cedric Main um, looked sharp against Sunderland. Particularly in the first that first twenty minutes, which sometimes if you can do it, that kills the game off. Obviously, it didn't last day. It's a different kettle of fish. But um,
1: he looked good on um, on Saturday. He the he doesn't lack confidence. No. So he you know he, he, he looked like he wanted to make something happen. He he did a blatant dive oh. for one of them, <laughs> um, but at least he's trying stuff you know, yeah. you know he looks he's quick there. he looks strong
0: his calves have got their own postcode <laughs> unbelievable
1: like because you know, i think we were talking about this off there for me the best three if we're going to play a three up front is hodgson Osai, and me mm-hmm. but they're all short mm-hmm. does that matter because it does, it does seem like we do like that diagonal long ball sometimes. But
0: that's to me. That's where Kempster comes in. If you're gonna play a long diagonal ball. He plays wide. He plays you know. wide, and you, you know, but um, but obviously Cedric's coming. Dan Martin's just signed a, an extension for another month. Being impressed with him because fullback's not his p- preferred position, and okay. he, he's he's covering for arguably the best fullback, best right back in the league. Yeah, in, in Jordan. He's, um, he's doing a decent he's job doing all right. yeah. he, he's doing alright he's yeah. got he's got some talent the lad um, he's, he's, he's done well very well indeed really considering again he's come he's a bit what we've just said about Callum Stead you know he's come, come to a, on, a new yeah. area. he's on loan um, I would actually it would be lovely a bit like um, to have something a bit like when we had Jamie Sterry last year you know to have Dan and Jordan that could work
1: yeah or oh, put Jordan uh, further
0: up further up or, or, or vice versa you know Dan yeah. prefers to play in the centre midfield so he's used to playing in midfield you could play him just to the right of the, of the diamond is he in centre midfield I don't yes, know that. he prefers like, centre midfield, prefer centre midfield. Oh, yeah. but um, but uh, yeah um, a big tick in the box for Dan Martin who's doing well for the club um, and also I've got to say Ronnie a big tick in the box for the crowd numbers I mean to be well just about I think every home game now getting over 2,000 and that's that's my concern that there has to be a product on a Saturday for crowds of that size we, to, to, to make sure that those people come back we have to have a better product on a Saturday we've had
1: this before haven't we I remember we used to give the tickets out to the yeah to the school kids and well, we don't really do it. Of, we don't really have to do that. Yeah. But we're
0: getting crowds of
1: two thousand one hundred and fifty. But if I remember rightly, we were saying it was a bit flat, and then all of a sudden we just went on this run mm. where we started in the team. So I think I was also thinking about this this morning. That uh, quite a few times in this league we have been a little bit inconsistent, but at the back end we've always done the business so there's nothing to say that we wouldn't do that again we've got a lot of the same players if you think about the the last season you know we beat SC United Manchester with 12 points clear I think that season started off sketchy and then we just clicked into gear Yeah, and there was nothing stopping us so we had a great I think we have to be um I think we've just
0: got to have a little bit of faith in the squad, I think. Do you think um, there's been a lot of talk uh, on social media um, about the full-time model Mm. being a year too early? Or, or, sorry, a league too early? Um, That we've kind of cut our cloth and cut it to an extent that we are limited to just being able to get football league cast-offs, for want of a better phrase, where we're not able to get exceptional local talent um, because those players are not willing to give up their daytime jobs.
1: I don't, I'm don't. i not sure there is that much exceptional local talent. Mm-hmm. I think there's some. some. But if there was, we wouldn't have been doing this North West thing for the last three years, even when we were part-time. Mm-hmm.
0: I was talking to say about that, the other day um, for those of you who, who, who wish to know Simon May is still alive <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just hasn't been able to come to any gigs <laughs> he's a busy man he's so busy man. it's pointless getting him on here because he's got nothing to say. Yeah, but um, he, he, we talked to, uh, last weekend we had a drink and uh his slight concern is the fact that by relying on this northwest kind of um, players from out the area, uh-huh. that to get, if you've got just about your whole squad who are not from the area, you could run the risk of losing a little bit of identity. Um, there's a bit of kudos in that, I think. Mm. There's still enough local lads in the squad at the moment, but and hopefully that would even get better as the academy lads come through the system. But, um, so you're not too worried about the full time model? like Oh
1: no, that's that just,
0: yeah,
1: I, I see the, I hear the argument and I, I understand it. But, you know, you don't, I'd much rather have players who can focus on the game for a week yeah, and get fit than, you know, and I think, there the, the needs to be a lot of credit to the part time players that play in this league, mm. especially on a Tuesday when you do a full day at work and then you travel down.
0: Well, every team that's come to First Cloud Arena this season has been as fit as Shields. Yeah, there's no well, team,
1: it, yeah, and uh, which is the interesting thing. But I don't think that's because of the full time part time, I think that's because, like we've been saying all day. We haven't been putting our chances away. Mm-hmm. When you don't put your chances away, you have got big crowds. That team slowly but surely builds their confidence up. They yeah. get the adrenaline, and then before you know it, it's nil nil, ten minutes to go, and they're gonna stick in. Whereas if you put them chances
0: away, they'll be like, "Oh, I've got to go to work tomorrow." Yeah, it's <laughs> so true. Thinking about yeah. stuff like that. And also, you can, again, you have got the, the crowd behind you. Um, yes teams are going to raise their game because they don't they, these lads coming up from other parts of the country don't play in front of two and a half thousand they and play you know, in front of two yeah. and a half hundred
1: and they, they, they know they've got a chance especially from the northwest, west that like if they impress, they could actually get a gig here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and then when you look at that big that massive beautiful stand it, it'll be like it, it is going to be like they're going to raise their game massively. Um, but, like we say, I think if we get the consistency, get a few players back, keep them fit, um, which I hope we will because we're not paying two days. Of, I mean, the amount of games we've played since all podcast It's like it's outrageous, like, isn't it? It's like 10 there's a third nine, of, there's a kind of a
0: third of the season.
1: Yeah. kind of gone. Yeah, and if we if we do that, and um, obviously there's not a lot we can do as fans uh, on the match day, except for kind of and on, on social media, except for just trying to be a little bit more positive. But I do understand that the worry. I think it all comes from worry that we might end up playing in this league next year. Um, like I said before, we've got a lot of expectations, and it's easy to get unhappy when things slightly go wrong but there's not a lot we can do in this purgatory state apart from just trying and be positive and, and give as much support as we can
0: well if you look at um um the forthcoming league fix clearly we've got marine on saturday in the fa trophy mm. um it's like uh to me i i i hate to i hate to say this I hate to say it because it's a bugbear of mine but like I'm not that fussed (laughs) I I just want to get back to league games so if you look at the league games that are coming up um, we're now in a spell where we've got um, Atherton away Mm -hmm. winnable Gainsborough at home Mm -hmm. winnable Mm -hmm. Stafford away winnable Ashton away, winnable. Hyde home, Witten home. No, so no- November, December. Um. Without wanting to be cocky, or you know, they are all games that you would expect. A, f- a fit and firing South Shields to win. Yes, and uh, that,
1: that's a great point. I've just had a look at the fixtures there and the results. Warrington, we've played and beaten. Lancaster we've played in that much, obviously it didn't go well Bamber Bridge horrendous Baysford Morpeth, it's a hard game Morpeth because of the, mm-hmm. the, the history behind it yeah. Matlock Buxton they're all very good teams um, and in that time we haven't put our chances away and we have we've had a few injuries Yeah, but those teams that you've just listed there especially the home ones that's like if we can't get like Almost ninety percent of the
0: points there, mm. then we don't deserve to go. Up. Correct. I mean, there's, the thing is, we've got Everton away, we've got away home, away away. So um, we've got one, uh, one. Let's have a look. November one league game at home in November. Well,
1: <laughs> like you said before. The home, <laughs> the home I think we're playing really well away from home, and maybe it is the expectation that Didn't, gets to the players I as well. Know. It's a, it's a, it's a really interesting season because obviously we all feel hard done by. We all know that this team can do it because they've done it mm-hmm. like <laughs> twice already. Um, uh, it's just it must be tough for the players being home going on. I think it's reciprocal right we've got to do this find a way either the players lift us or we lift the players as fans mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's a really really tough one I think to, uh,
0: to overcome
1: but I think it has to come from
0: the players it in, does in the mindset in the they are paid they are paid to do a job they are professional footballers yeah. they are paid to play they are paid to win mm-hmm. and go, you know, the forwards the team, are paid to yeah. score goals yeah. defenders are paid to keep them out and, um, yeah. and and you know we look at but when you've just actually kind of almost nailed it Ronnie just a couple of minutes ago you know we've played the top teams now we've had injuries we've yeah. missed a shed load of chances and we are second in the league um, with it all to play for mm-hmm. um, a little bit of fortune Si so said this to me the other night the other, when we had a drink the other night like Historically, South Shields have been an unlucky football club. If you look at the history of the club, you know seventy-four, all you know, all all the different stages of the history of the club, it's been a very unlucky club, and it just seems to be happening again. It's just just when breakers. you get a little bit of momentum, you know something's put in your way. Um, I mean, to be without someone like Jordan Hunter because he because of a broken arm. I mean, come on, helping the train as well. I, it's just ridiculous really um, and but we are where we are We're st- it's still in our hands all to play for with a, a decent run uh, you know if we win those games or we, you know if we go the next if we go five games win four draw one chances are the other clubs will drop some points somewhere along the line they're there about and then you've got the positivity of what the youth team are doing and what the, the ladies are doing yeah very well, doing very well reach yeah. the first both of them reach the first round of the FA Cup you know the girls for the first time. Yeah, it's right. a phenomenal achievement, um, and uh, the youth team t- for 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 another year to reach the first round of the FA Youth Cup. Um, clearly, doing the club's doing things right. Yes, it's it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be a few bumps in the road along the way, um, but by and large, still getting it right.
1: I think the, there's a telling thing here. Well, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe it's the the joker in the pack. Like, all of a sudden, we get a sign like Cedric. Right? That's I mean, you we've got that in our back pocket. I don't yeah. think, like, Matlock or Buxton have got that kind of thing. Maybe we've got another couple of jokers in the pack in case we need them. Like, a experienced centre half or whatever we need maybe we, we could see some if, if it continues to be inconsistent we could always just kind of dip into that mm. pack I think because I think the fact that Cedric Main just popped up even though we've got that many strikers I think it's telling in, in the fact that the club are just going to do whatever it takes to get up
0: <laughs> yeah we really have to you know Really have to get up. Um, as I say, I, I would like to see another centre half. We don't defend set pieces that well, although we have in the last day, last game or two. Although against Sunderland last night, we, we conceded another one. I mean, the man mark the mark. Well, there's actually no marking for this Sunderland's opener. Um, I don't know whether it was zone marked or what, but it was it was just you know it was as if like oh well yeah the spot ahead alright let's get on with the game. Um, there is a
1: I've noticed that there's a bit of a an audible concern whenever yeah. the away team, when we're at the first cloud arena, whenever the away team has got a, mm-hmm. uh, a set piece which is, which is going to undoubtedly uh, end up in a cross. Yeah. Not many teams play against us, play short corners by the way. And,
0: and the other thing though, <laughs> Ronnie, I actually just remind us me. the goals that we concede are absolutely ridiculous, they're stupid, yeah. Yeah. they're silly goals, daft goals. Um, like, the ball just seems to bobble here there and everywhere. There's a daft nudge here and there's a mistake there, and a yeah. no one re- apart from Bamba Bridge, I can't think of anyone that's actually carved this open yeah. on a regular enough to like say yeah, they deserve a goal. Nobody? it's been daft errors or lapses of concentration.
1: Um, yeah. A lot of the teams in this league play the percentage game. Mm. Get the ball in those high percentage areas it could drop it could take a deflection yeah the Jack Charlton way isn't it It's yeah play the percentages a lot of them do that especially when they're playing away from home which is even more reason why you know it's linked right I was about to say there's even more reason why the defenders should be focused and concentrated mm. however it's also linked to the fact that we need to put our chances away because if we put our chances away then it's very likely that it's going to be easier to defend in, in,
0: in the last half second so, absolutely so in a roundabout so weird, it's taken us just over three quarters of an hour to actually get to the same answer that we <laughs> had after five minutes put well, the ball in the
1: bloody net <laughs> that's, that's the meaning of life Chris isn't it you've just gone through the full circle it's <laughs> like go through life and life. end up knowing the stuff that you knew Already, <laughs> yeah.
0: so it's been a it's been a wacky October, yeah. really wacky wacky October. You know, a tale of weeks. One week down, the next week up, the next week up, the next week down. And if we can stay up more than we're down, it's Chumbawamba. We'll isn't it? <laughs> I'm not singing. I'm not singing. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I will sing if we go up. Yeah, um, we will I'm sure we will it's uh, just got
1: a, we've just got a I think emissions. we've just got to. there's not not a lot else we can do apart
0: from trying and support as best yeah. we can and really we'd have to literally just kind of buy the league which it's yeah, not going to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. you know there's, there's a budget there yeah, exactly. what, you know, look at the money that Buxton have shelled out you know we're not the only ones who've spent one. yeah. um, so so in, a, in essence it's been a wacky October Life as a South Shields supporter um, is never dull. No, it's not. And that is going to continue. And who knows what November is going to bring us. But whatever happens, we'll be back to talk and mull over the whys and wherefores of football over the next few weeks. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed our pontifications uh, of the last few weeks. We hope that you enjoy even more the football On offer over the coming weeks, and then we hope you'll enjoy what we'll come up with in a few weeks' time. As if, of course, you tune in, we hope you do. We hope you've enjoyed another edition of the Mariners podcast. Um, Ronnie, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you. Thank you for your hospitality. It's a pleasure. Another brand new studio. (laughs) Hopefully, the sound quality is as good as ever. It will be, I think. I'm (laughs) (laughs) hoping. But from Ronnie and myself, Chris, Um, thanks very much for listening and we'll hopefully see you very very soon take care everybody it's bye bye for now bye bye thanks for listening to this Mariner's podcast there'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arca